this is Base Layer, brought to you by Arca. I'm your host, David Nage. This is Base Layer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. This is David, and this is your new episode of Base Layer. For the first time on the show, I'm having a project and a founding team back. I have Ronil from RDS with us today. Ronil, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, David. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you back. And I really wanted to have Ronil back because there have been some really interesting things that have happened over the course of the last few months since we had you on the show as it relates to the business that you guys are obviously building, but also as it relates to music in general. Uh, there's been some narratives out there about some very well-known artists, and we'll talk about that later, that are losing touch with their music, and they feel that they're not necessarily in control of their music. And so we're going to talk all about that. But as a background, um, again, what we want to do for those that may not be familiar, there's two things here. One, there was a very technical overview that we did of Audius back a few months ago. So please, if you can, go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you go and listen to podcasts. Uh, Base Layer will be there and you can find out a more technical overview. But this is going to be more of a catch up to see how things are progressing with Audius and with the project. Audius is building audio distribution, attribution and monetization platform that puts power back into the hands of audio content creators. So people that are making music, people that are doing things that are creatives out there. So Neil, if you could just refresh people's memory a little bit about your, about your background uh, as it relates to traditional venture and how you kind of came up with this idea, Audius. And then we're going to talk about um, kind of where you guys are right now. There's a lot of really interesting things that you guys have done in terms of getting this business up, up and going and getting users on and getting more artists signed on. But for those that would just like, you know, a reminder about what Audius is and you, feel free to let them know what, you, uh, what you've what you built so far and why you did it. Yeah, so uh, I'm one of the co-founders and the CEO of Audius. Um, and uh, yeah, as you mentioned, prior to starting Audius, I, me and a couple of others started the seed practice at Kleiner Perkins. So um, in this was from 2015 to 2017. So we, uh, my areas in that, within that were crypto and AI. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to get to uh, spend a lot of time in crypto, which prior to my time at Kleiner as well had been sort of my primary area of interest. Um, and where audience came from really was seeing my co-founder Forrest and I seeing our favorite audio content creators getting deplatformed, demonetized, and more generally, losing control of their content in in a variety of ways. And, and I think that's actually that narrative has come to the mainstream public's attention in the last couple of months in, in a really major way. Um, but we really were, were just really frustrated seeing all of our favorite artists getting kicked off of SoundCloud, having content taken down oftentimes for arbitrary reasons. So you know, the, the kind of, you know, uh, there's sort of uh, these black box processes by which platforms decide to delist content. And there's very little clarity into how that happens. Um, so with Audius, we are creating a community-owned, community-governed, fully decentralized audio distribution and streaming tool. Um, so we feel that by connecting artists directly 
with fans via a means of distribution that they own and control, we can rectify a lot of these structural issues around control. And then more importantly, taking that a step further, we can actually help artists get paid more than they do today. Um, And uh, yeah, I think in the last episode, we got to cover a lot of the mechanisms about that, but um, you know, happy to revisit that as well. Right. And as I suggest, you know, obviously, you know, this is the, the era of podcasts. People can go back and listen to that more technical one. I definitely recommend you do that because we go through a lot of the backbones of how you guys are doing what you're doing. But we're going to talk more about kind of the, the present. And so the music in- industry generates about $40 billion in revenue, but only about 12% of that goes to content creators. And so, you know, obviously that is a large number and we're starting to see that that become a narrative. Um, before we start talking about some of the narratives that have been at bay over the last few weeks, especially, um, I want to give people an update on Audius and kind of where you guys have been going since we last spoke. So apparently you guys launched in public beta in September. Um, and so when the first week, there's some good statistics there. So 30,000 users signed up. How did you guys get that so fast? Yeah, it, uh, uh, it, it kind of blew us away too. So this was all organic. Um, we, I shouldn't say it was all organic actually. So we did deals specifically with some bigger artists who launched with us and shared content on Audius. Um, but that was less than, you know, less than 1% of the artists that are on Audius now were the folks that we went and did explicit deals with. So the vast majority of usage here has been organic. Um, and I think this value prop just really resonated with the music creator community and struck a nerve that, um, you know, look, we wouldn't have been working on this if we didn't think that a lot of people wanted it. But we were, frankly, you know, a little bit shocked, uh, blown away by the level of response that we got so quickly. We just right. didn't think that. Um, you know, we're seeing organically artists coming on to Audius, signing up on their own and uploading things who are bigger than a lot of the people that we did uh, explicit deals with to to get them on board, which is super interesting. I mean, it's very encouraging, right? But uh, it, it we just didn't expect this to happen so quickly. Right. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you yeah, know, so yeah. we had over 5,000 artists that first week uh, come on and 13,000 or so tracks as well. So it's just a, a lot of uh, a lot of explosive demand there. And we've continued to see uh, to see that growth over the last the last month and a half or so as well. So it was, it was end of September that we launched. So I want to talk about those artists because there are some that are quite notable, um, especially on the electronic scene. A lot of people who listen to the show from the crypto native side are electronic fans. And so I'm sure they will know those names and those that might not even be crypto natives that know electronic music who are out there will also know these names. They are some very notable names out there. I also think it's interesting that as far as I can tell, uh, with the 30,000 users signed up, I think that made Audius one of the fastest growing decentralized apps in history. And if you go to DAP Radar, you can see kind of the you know the the most active DAPs. That's decentralized apps, and it's really interesting that you guys really became one of the fastest growing so far in history. Um, 
why do you think that is? Is it because that you're actually solving or creating a service for a problem that exists versus other ones that may not? Yeah, so um, a quick thing, actually, I was going to mention on the DAP radar thing. Um, so Audius usage actually isn't measured on the public trackers that exist today because yep. we use this uh, Ethereum sidechain called POA network. So that's mm -hmm. where the vast majority of transactions within Audius are, are clearing. So mm -hmm. all of the new content people are sharing, things like that. Yeah. Um, that's all happening on on POA network, but uh, yeah, to to your to to the main thrust of your question, I think we really believe that the yeah the the usage we're seeing is being driven by like a very specific need that the market has, um, and I think the the magnitude of the response though has really been driven by like our our timing entering the market when as you mentioned like people were very primed to start to use something like this because that that narrative of creator empowerment has reached such a mainstream crescendo um like it was kind of the the perfect storm between you know we yeah and and Obviously, I'm biased here, right? So I would encourage uh, you all to go check this out for yourselves and, and see if you agree with me. But we feel like we've made one of the few decentralized applications that's that kind of feels like a normal, um, you know, Web 2.0 centralized application. Um, we're able to operate the application in a fully decentralized way while kind of to the end user making it feel like a normal application right when you click play on a song it just it just plays it doesn't you don't have to wait for fetching from ipfs and stuff like that and that was a lot of the engineering work that we had to do to to put in so like i think our application was ready to meet a very specific need and then when you layer in on top of that this like inflection point that was happening in the mainstream it just created this perfect storm of right. of usage uh yeah and i know storm sounds bad this is all really good right no <laughs> it, it was, does, uh, it does yeah. sound good it does sound good and i think that's the the real interesting point there is that we've talked about this as a community as an ecosystem that real adoption takes off when a user in middle america or someplace that they might not be just a technocrat like you and i and others you know, that someone is using a blockchain-powered application, but they have no idea because it just feels the same way that they would have from the legacy side. And so not enough people have actually done that. And so my hat's off to you guys for doing that because that really is something that hopefully will continue to garner you know, faster adoption. Um, I'm curious, a quarter million transactions on-chain thus far. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so that was uh, almost entirely on POA network, actually. Um, so that's basically it. every time a user uploads a piece of content, creates an account, um, the repost content, any action that is visible network wide actually triggers a transaction on chain. Um, and then that action is indexable by the decentralized network of indexing nodes that operate Audius. So there are 12 community operated nodes in Audius today. Uh, we're continuing to onboard more folks into, um, into running nodes on the network. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, 
it uh you know you can kind of look at the ratio of like we have you know 30,000 unique users uh mapping to 250,000 transactions uh mm-hmm. engagement here has been surprisingly really high right um usually with a new product you know you you kind of there are issues with retention and and things like that mm-hmm. uh but out of the gate we've been very fortunate that like this use case is very sticky and people are coming back to it without uh without being prompted so um that that's been really cool as well um so let's talk, so, about, yeah, that's, uh, let's talk oh, some, about some of the artists. So built with the best. You designed it with a lot of great artists in mind, and some of them come on. Um, as I mentioned, from the electronic side, Dead Mouse came on, um, and I saw Joel Zimmerman, who is Dead Mouse. As an artist, I can spend much of my time seeing around the corner to the future of the industry, and audience is clearly the way forward. I am thrilled uh, to be a part of this. Um, we've seen other artists out there that have tried to leverage blockchains to take back, uh, some of their creation and some of the incentive, uh, for their creation. What are some of the other artists besides Demos that might, uh, that folks might know about? Yeah. So we have, uh, we have an awesome set of, uh, both launch partner artists and then now a, a number of folks who come organically onto, to the platform as well. Um, but yeah, some of the more recognizable folks are are Blau, um, Mr. Carmack, uh, Rez, who's uh, uh, kind of a dubstepy, deeper electronic producer. Um, uh, Lido, there is, uh, yeah, I mean, I can keep going on and on, I guess. <laughs> but uh, uh, these are probably the more, uh, Lewis the Child is another one. Um, so there, there are a lot of, uh, kind of like folks with really major mainstream audiences or in the case of like Lido, for example, he's produced for nearly all of the biggest, uh, folks in hip hop right now. Um, they're finding their attraction to audience and their reason for wanting to come here is to be able to share things that they don't feel comfortable sharing on other platforms right now. So I think one of the unfortunate parts of SoundCloud's demise has been that there's not a place anymore for people to share things that are maybe halfway finished, for example, things that uh, artists want to get feedback directly from their fans on. Uh, and it, it, I think a lot of folks felt really frustrated about that. Um, and we were able to, to kind of, kind of tap that demand to get these folks on onto Audius. So right. today the the artists uh, on Audius have a collective following on other platforms of over 20 million people. Um, and we're continuing to, you know, uh, we're, we're doing everything we can to, to help get their fans on the audience as well. Right. Cause that, that inevitably kind of creates this virtuous cycle um, around, you know, more listening begets more content and artists, which begets more listening and, and so on and so forth. Right. So we talked about this at the onset. So some significant artists as of late have brought to the public's attention, some issues. Um, One of them, uh, and I'll just state, you know, who it is, but won't state obviously the, the folks that she's talking to is Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift was very public a few days ago, um, and she was very unhappy that apparently 
Um, she wanted to perform some of her songs, but has not been able to do that. And you've seen this with that, you know, with some of these larger, you know, companies, publication, you know, type of entities out there um, put these artists under very restrictive covenants. And so, you know, I'd love to get your opinion. You know, it sounds like Audius was basically, you know, kind of built from the ground up to provide artists like Taylor Swift an ability to really control their their creative, their soul, if you will, and to be able to use technology these days to be incentivized for that uh, and remove a lot of that intermediary kind of rent seekers out there. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think this is really the long-term vision for Audius to create a new music ecosystem that equitably compensates all the people that are creating value um, in, in that in that value chain, right? Um, and I, I think one of the really frustrating aspects of, to, you know, in, in today's music ecosystem, like very large artists who have signed the rights to their content uh, over to a label, uh, they don't actually control that content anymore, right? They've basically sold uh, the, you know, in some cases, even the ability to perform that content, which is some of what we saw with Taylor Swift, right, where she's even having a hard time, like, performing some of the same songs today that uh, were signed on onto the uh, label and then have now transferred ownership into this private equity group, right? Um, you know, we really feel that it should be possible for artists to monetize their work without having to give away the rights to it. I think that's a really important distinction. Um, and and I also want to be clear, like we're a long ways off from being able to realize that vision. Um, but I, I think the first step towards that is to give artists complete sovereignty over who is able to see their content, how they discover it, how they listen to it, and ultimately giving artists a place where they can engage directly with their fan base. Um, and once you have that, you can actually, from the artist's perspective, there are a lot of ways that you can replace some of the utility that you are getting by giving away the rights to your music without having to do that, right? Like what if Taylor Swift could leverage the power of her following uh, by pre-selling a revenue share on her future album and then using that money that she raised to actually go produce the album right and and take on the do the uh rent the studio time that she needs and get the producers on board that she needs and and all of that right um it, it should be possible to do that without like signing away uh uh your your work right i, I think that's the the thing that we're really working towards and and that's where we see ourselves going um and the distribution and streaming is kind of the the core place that that starts right that's where we were able to provide a direct utility to the artist right now um mm -hmm. and and make something that they want to use and can use right now right. But there's so many different directions we can go explore and ultimately it's not even about what we can do and that's the most exciting thing about audius right is that anyone could go build for example like that uh, rev share primitive that I just described right on top of Audius. And they could do that without having to ask our team or even the Audius community for permission. They could just go do it. Right. 
And, and we feel that really giving artists the power and the tools to be able to explore this solution space that no one has been able to play in before, we're going to see some really fantastic, really interesting things emerge that like you or I might not, you know, can't even conceive of today. Right. So for the average non-technocrat, and that's kind of my favorite word these days, people say, you know, crypto kind of newbies, whatever you want to call them, or, you know, folks that don't know about how to use these things. You, you know, we talked about it. This is very familiar that you don't feel like you're using a quote unquote blockchain powered application just walk people through so they go to audius i imagine they download or they go to your site um and they start listening you know how you know just walk people through just the kind of how do i start using it and how do artists eventually get you know kind of compensated for that yeah so one of the really cool things we were able to do was when you start using audius you actually don't have to sign up or do anything, you can listen in a fully logged out state. So let's say uh, one of our artists like Lido, for example, shared out a link to uh, a track that he put on Audius on his Twitter account. Um, a ton of his users came to through that link to Audius to listen to that track. And they were able to try it out without having to create an account, without having to do anything, right? There was no friction at all in that interaction. Um, now, if they want to start to follow people or they want to repost content or like start to start to engage within the audience community, they would have to create an account. And uh, the way that works in the UI of audience is very much modeled after the same as uh, how it would work with any normal centralized application. Uh, but behind the scenes, we're doing a ton of interesting things to kind of map that traditional account model, which is like a username and, and password secures your account onto a wallet and a cryptographic set of primitives that let you, your browser and you as the user self kind of self custody and self secure access to your own account without having to, you know, write down a 12 word wallet seed phrase or, or things like this. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, so anyway, yeah, you you just go put any username and password, sign up, and then you can use Audius the way that you would like SoundCloud or Spotify or anything else. If you like a track, you click like. If you want to repost a track, you repost it. And then if you want to upload a track, uh, every account in Audius is capable of being an artist account too, right? So you you know everyone has an upload button in the bottom left corner. You can just click upload drag a track into the UI, fill in some metadata and click share. And now that's published to the world. So we really wanted to reduce all of the friction in all of these steps and make a product that was completely self-serve. Uh, because, you know, as I mentioned, like we, yeah, we have a number of, of great big artists on, on Audius, but the bread and butter of uh, of Audius is going after the longer tail of content producers, right? The folks who are up and coming, trying to build their following. Um, and by leveling the playing field in the way that we have, we can give those folks a voice that they've never had before on, on existing platforms. 
Yeah, so as I said again, you know, this is a decentralized application that has got a real user base and that has got thousands of artists on there now, has got some really notoriously very well-known artists on there now. And so I, you know, over, it's it's only been a few months since we had you on. And so I, I congratulate you guys on the leaps and bounds that you guys have made. You know, just so people are aware, you know, any kind of milestones or any kind of roadmap that you guys have for the next, you know, year going into 2020, what are some things that people should be looking out for going forward? Yeah, so right now, uh, what we launched was very much a beta, right? So we launched a desktop web slash a a desktop app, right? So if you want to download an app and run it on your computer, you can, uh, or you can use Audius through the the web. Um, We don't have mobile yet. That's like the biggest (laughs) kind of uh, drawback right now, right? Uh, You know, you talk to, to most people and ask where do they spend the majority of their time listening to music? It's not on their computer, right? So we're very, very hard at work um, on an initial mobile implementation that we'll ship out uh, hopefully in, in the next few months or, or in Q1 uh, 2020. And then more generally, you know, outside of that, there are a number of smaller features that we'll be shipping over the coming weeks that artists have been just begging us for, right? Um, and I'm, I don't want to mention them right now. Uh, it's always nicer to... Uh, to have a good surprise, but, uh, the, the obvious things that, uh, that people have been begging for from SoundCloud and from others for, for years that were these very low hanging fruit. And it's unclear why those folks never did them. Uh, we're really excited about getting some of those artist focused features out very soon. Um, but looking out beyond that, like looking towards say Q2, Q3, Q4, um of next year we're really gearing up for our mainnet launch so audius what launched in end of september is a beta of audius running on testnet so it's not running on ethereum testnet or poa's testnet it's running on the mainnet of both but uh we've messaged it to folks like our our uh, node operators service providers and other folks as a testnet because this is still early, right? There's still there's still kinks being worked out and stuff like that, uh, but we're gearing up to you know go through audits and and everything else towards uh, a mainnet launch sometime middle of next year, I would say. Uh, so we're we're really excited about that, uh, but there's a lot of hard work ahead, <laughs> and that's where we'll be able to actually realize the vision around payments that we've been talking about, right? So in this beta phase. Audius has been free to use, free to upload, free for everything. It'll remain free to upload, of course, but um, our mainnet launch is what will let us help artists actually monetize their content more effectively with Audius than they're able to on existing platforms. So, So we're really excited about that. Awesome. So again, just as a recap, um, you guys launched your public beta around September the first week. You got 30,000 users making one of the fastest growing dApps in history. You had 5,000 artists signed up. You had 13,000 tracks uploaded and a quarter million transactions on chain. And so I am so happy to hear that you guys have made that progress again. So people understand there is real world usage of blockchain technology out there. 
And Ronil and the, the team at Audius are definitely proving that out. So, Ronil, thank you again for coming on the show, giving us an update. Hopefully, we can catch up with you again uh, in, in a few months to see how things are going from uh, testnet to mainnet. And uh, we'll be catching up with you soon. Thanks, Ronil. Thanks so much for having me, David. For more notes from this past episode about our guest, please go to www.ar.ca slash base layer. Nothing stated on this podcast should be taken as investment advice, which would require a thorough assessment of each investor's personal financial profile and risk tolerance. Statements regarding past performance are not necessarily indicative of future returns. If you like what you're listening to on base layer, let us know. Subscribe, give us a like, or hit us up on Twitter, Arca at Arca, or myself, David Nage at DavidJN79. Let us know, and we'd love to obviously hear from you. For additional resources to help sophisticated listeners like yourself learn about the digital asset space in the financial terms you understand, please visit www.ar.ca for articles, market commentary, videos, and more.